Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, it's picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now they're calling fumble. Matt Bowen knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. We talked about it last week a little bit, Lawrence. You know, Dan was on vacation and all that. But uh, when you were there last week working, we talked about how. (laughs) (laughs) had to throw that in there. Fight me, Bowen. (laughs) Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact it can have on your student-athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. Let's get football-y with Matt Bowen. We're not talking about Kristen Juszczyk or Taylor Swift or heading back from Japan or any of that. We are talking X's and O's and uh. people hitting each other because that's what we do. And I already already hear a, a, a sigh of frustration from our next guest, Matt <laughs> Bowen, who joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino Circa Las Vegas Dot com. Matt Bowen's on Twitter at Matt Bowen 41. What's up, man? I'm good, guys. And I look, uh, when you look at just this football game, I think you'll agree with me. But the personnel, the coaching, this is one heck of a football yes. game we're about to watch. I agree. It's a, it, that, that's what's kind of lost in all this. Yes. Is this, a, this could be a kick-ass football game. It could. And I start with, you know, one of the key matchups, Nick Bosa. Versus Chiefs offensive tackle Jawan Taylor. That's where my eyes are going to be on the first third down of the football game. Because Nick Bose is the best speed to power rusher in the National Football League. I think he has an advantage there on Taylor. If they can win that matchup, that changes everything for the 49ers in terms of how they want to play their coverages versus Mahomes. Because we've seen throughout the playoffs, if you're very defined and sit in zone coverage, Patrick Mahomes will find the openings, find the windows, and he'll move the ball consistently down the field. Yeah, so what, what do you do if you're them you're trying to stop him? Because that would kind of be my focus. And the reason that I say that is that Ooh. they haven't gotten enough production out of any of the guys that they've, they've had opposite of right. him. So, so what do you do? do you, you, are you chipping? Are you putting a, a five technique over there? What are you doing? I think you have to do both. I think what you want to do uh, to, to limit Nick Bosa is one, slide protection. Everyone understands it. Use tight ends, use the running backs to chip. But also, how does San Francisco counter that? Well, they use their loaded fronts, and that's where you're going to have like an overload look, right? And now what you're telling them is we're going to scheme your protection. So now Nick Bosa gets the one-on-one 
we still want because of how we have lined up front. And that's another part of this chess match is both defensive coordinators, what they do with their defensive fronts, because that's going to allow them to create pressure and disrupt the pocket. How do you think the Niners run defense is whatever you say yeah. about, about the, the third down. I'm curious about the first and second down too. because they're dealing with a guy who I don't know how long his career is going to be, but, <laughs> but as long as he's out there, he's, he's running like his hair is on fire in Pacheco. Yeah, but I would say Pacheco can get downhill. There's no question about it. And, Dan, look what Kansas City has done throughout the playoffs. More two and three tight end sets. Why are they doing that? Because they can mix both gap and zone schemes. And this is for to watch with Andy Reid, how he attacks the edges, right? A lot of counters early, I believe, so we can kick out the defensive ends, both Bosa and Chase Young. And then where has San Francisco really struggled throughout the playoffs, Dan? On toss schemes, getting the perimeter, pin and pull, where you can create an angle off a reduced set to block down inside in those defensive ends and get the ball in the perimeter. I think Kansas City will do that early, but especially out of their multiple tight end sets. When you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes, it's – it's clear that he is built for these types of moments. Mm-hmm. One only needs to look at his career postseason performances, and it's of an MVP level. He's played 17 games in the postseason. It's been right there with a 17-game MVP. If you're Brock Purdy, do you worry about that? Are, are, are you going against the, the Kansas City defense, or are you going against mm. Patrick Mahomes? It's a great question because naturally a player is going to think that, right? that you have to outperform the other quarterback. You have to score more points. You have to create more explosive plays. But I think Brock Purdy, if you really study how he plays, he is so well-versed in how to run that system under Kyle Shanahan. He's a, a perfect example of a timing and rhythm thrower. That's what he is. The ball comes out on time. He reads it very quickly. He throws with location. And as we saw against Detroit, when he has to play out of, outside of structure, he can. But I think this is a game where Brock Purdy – has to play well within structure because he's going to be pressured. We know what the Chiefs do defensively under Spags. They're going to bring pressure. They're going to bring zero pressure. They're going to bring zone pressure. They're going to bring simulated pressure and try to disrupt that rhythm. And that's another key factor to this football game, how quickly Brock Purdy can read it out. We've talked about it before, but when I watch the Kansas City offense, I see things moving. I see their patterns are largely outbreaking. They're inside to outside, reduce the formation, and force the opponent to play with an outside leverage that tries to keep everything inside. Take us through the defensive thought process there. If you know you're preparing in large part for outbreaking routes, regardless of man or zone, how do you get the advantage defensively? Well, you have to maintain your leverage if you're a man coverage, right? But here's the key, Dan. Look at Travis Kelsey when he runs those deep outs and those deep corners. A lot of times he takes a hard inside release, right? Mm -hmm. And then works back up the field and then breaks to the outside. What he's trying to do there is manipulate the leverage of the defender, force him to move inside with him, and now you can stack on top and get to to the top of the route where you need to be for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, from a zone perspective, you know, and that's what San Francisco really is. I think there's 67.4% zone coverage, including the playoffs. Okay, so you're going to get a lot of those three-level flood routes you're talking about, Dan, where you're going to put the strong safety or the curl defender in conflict that he has to get to depth and keep the football in front of him so you don't give up those explosive plays in the deep corners, the deep outs to Travis Kelsey. And look, that's one thing San Francisco does very well. Their second-level defenders are outstanding, especially a player like Fred Warner. 
But I do think you'll see this. When they play two-man, okay, because they're going to play some man coverage, you have to. When they play two-man with two safeties over the top, I'd like to see if it's Fred Warner matched up against Travis Kelsey because I don't see a man matchup with San Francisco in the secondary, someone that can can win consistently against Kelsey. Well, they've got to bracket Kelsey, don't they? I mean, I, I heard I heard Nick Costos this morning talking from a, from a betting angle. He right. said he, has, he really doesn't find it that interesting because for the Chiefs, really only three guys are going to be dangerous touching the ball in Rasheed Rice, Kelsey, mm-hmm. and Pacheco. He said everybody right. else is a complimentary player, and maybe there's a, there's a, a, a trick play or a bust or a matchup right. on a personnel group, but for the most part, there's no secret as to where they want to go with the ball. I agree. And to your point, Dan, you look at what teams have done against Kelsey in the past. Look at Belichick and the Patriots when they've done in the past, have a linebacker stand over him, literally stand over him and, you know, jam and disrupt him at the line of scrimmage and carry him or deliver him to a safety down the field. So there are ways to limit his production. And that brings up another point. If they do that, Dan, Who's the next player to make make the catch for them? Who's the next receiver that can get open consistently if they do limit Travis Kelsey? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, so I want to talk to you about one of those opportunities. Young players gaining trust of quarterbacks is mm-hmm. difficult. I feel like I've seen Rasheed Rice do that. How? How did he gain Patrick Mahomes' trust? I think over the course of the season, you saw him really start to develop in terms of his route running and especially what he can do after the catch, right? He's excellent after the catch. He has the ball carrier vision. He has the toughness to produce in the open field. So one thing is catching the football, right, Lawrence? I mean, that's where it has to start. Absolutely. Catching the football, right? The other thing is creating for the quarterback, where the quarterback can throw a crosser, a wide receiver screen, a deep over route, and you make the play for him. I've always said that, and look, this goes back to when I played in Green Bay with Brett Favre, is you, sometimes you have to make plays for the quarterback too, right? You can't expect the quarterback to be perfect every time in terms of location and timing, right? Not every time. So there's times where you have to make the play for him, and I think you've seen that with Rice this season. What I think is really fascinating about him is he's starting to do the stuff that makes the connection between Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes so great. He's finally figured out, I don't have to run to the coverage. Mm-hmm. I can just sit in zone situations. This is where Patrick Mahomes expects me to be. And I, I, don't, have to, I don't have to run because the what it said in the play. It, it, it's like he's starting to pick up on all the things that make players instinctive. And if you do that for Patrick Mahomes, he's going to find you. 
Yeah, that's elevated coverage awareness, and that's part of his development. I think it's a great point you just brought up, Lawrence, with young receivers identifying what the picture does post-snap, right? What the safety rotation is, where the underneath defenders are, where can I find open grass? Where does Patrick want me to sit this route down so I can get it first down? And that, to me, is coverage awareness. Well, that's why when we talk about option routes, too, Mm-hmm. When, whether it's out of the backfield or whether there's this innate understanding of a choice. When you, when you talk about somebody lining up over Kelsey, I don't know how they, they always seem to get it right. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because we don't, they don't run the highlight when they get it wrong or the ball doesn't go to him <laughs> when they get it. It's possible right. that there's a selection bias here. But it always seems that they say, look, he, he can break this either way, and yet the ball's there. So right. I just, how many times do they have to practice it, or is there just an unspoken understanding based on a slight shade, or just depending which shoulder that they seem to know who's going to be where and when? I think that comes from a lot of developed chemistry over the years playing together, the production they've had together, but also in their preparation, understanding who they're attacking, taking advantage of defensive weaknesses, not just in coverage, but in terms of personnel how they can attack certain players in coverage. Because, look, everyone understands this. At the high school game, you can get away with it sometimes in college. But if you run a choice route the wrong way, opposite of what the quarterback is thinking, it's an interception in the NFL. It's that simple. It's a negative play for the offense. So you have to be on the same page consistently, and that's what we see with Kelsey and Mahomes. Matt, what do you think of Kyle Shanahan's offense like how would you describe what it tries to do to a defense I think it's versatile it's multiple it takes advantage of numbers at the point of attack both in the run game and the pass game and they use a lot of misdirection and motion and post that movement to take advantage of defensive eye discipline you know what Kyle Shanahan runs you know outside zone inside zone power in the run game, leveled concepts it's stuff we see every week in the NFL and at the college level too but it's how they do it and how Kyle Shanahan seems to be a step ahead consistently and how he's preparing for plays that he might run in the first quarter to set up something later in the football game, right? And how good he is in game at adjusting to what defenses are doing against him. And I think it's one of the toughest offenses to prepare against, one, because of the personnel they have. They're all interchangeable. Christian McCaffrey can play as an X receiver. Debo Samuel can play at running back. George Kittle can play in the slot. And that creates matchup advantages consistently when you're looking at what the defense is doing. What do you think it says about the players that they're able to make this offense work at the level that it's working at? I think it's extremely high football intelligence. There's no question about that because it is so multiple and there is so much asked of you to align in multiple spots, right? Where, and to use the motion pre-snap, how much motion they use pre-snap. You have to have high football intelligence and an understanding of what offensive football is and how you're attacking defensive coverage. You love those guys on the outside for Kansas City and their defense, correct? I do. Why? Because they're aggressive. Uh, you're talking about Sneed and McDuffie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legereus Sneed will challenge anybody. Uh, the way he plays press coverage, competitive in press, excellent with his hands, quick with his footwork, has ball skills down the field, but also what they do in zone coverage because they play a lot of cover two in Kansas City. They'll spin late to it out of different personnel, but they play a lot of cover two. And to be a cover two corner, you have to be physical. You have to tackle. You have to be willing to cut off the football in the run game. And you have to have excellent zone vision or backfield vision to make plays in the football. And that's a big part of what they've done this year 
Because look, it's under it's easy when you look at Kansas City to talk about Andy Reid, Kelsey Mahomes. But really, you look at this defense and what Spags has done this year. It's a top five unit in the NFL, and it'll play a major role on Sunday night. We talk about the play callers and all of the intricate play designs that can come out from Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. And mm-hmm. Yet, so much of what the Chiefs do is based on counting on a breakdown and scramble drill. Mm-hmm. If you're if you are running the defensive back practices right now on their spongy practice playing surface, <laughs> how, how how are you advising? they prepare for the the unpreparable, essentially. Yeah, it is. Really. You, you have to have scramble drill at least twice on your practice script, at least twice. And the scramble drill is when you simulate scramble situations and how wide receivers convert their routes. And that's something you have to study. What 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 is Kelsey doing underneath route when Patrick Mahomes gets outside of the pocket? Where does he go? It's not just looking for open grass. There's a theory behind it, right? Every offense has that when a play breaks down. The thing about Patrick Mahomes that makes it go so well is his high-level pocket awareness or high-level pocket instincts. He knows when to pull the ball down. He knows when to attack open rush lanes. The first thing with Mahomes, he is moving to throw, right? That's what he does. He moves to throw. But also, when he gets out into the open field, he is excellent at finding the first down marker and picking up the sticks. I think he's the best scrambling quarterback in the NFL because he combines the throwing traits with his movement ability. Wanted to ask you about the three local Ooh. Hall of Famers that that the Bears are hopefully going to right. to be, be made the, over the next twenty four hours. Let's start with Mongo because you're a kid that grew up watching those teams. What what do you think this means for 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 you as a fan and for Mongo to be recognized this way and being put into the Hall of Fame? And he did, and that's when I first started watching pro football. Uh, it was really nineteen eighty four. Uh, that Bears team that lost in the NFC Championship game. So I grew up watching that Bears defense. Uh, that's the best defensive front I've ever seen. Um, and Mongo was a big part of what they did defensively. And look around him, the Hall of Famers that are already in off that defense. I think you have to take a hard look at Mongo and say, look, he was a major part of the best defense we've ever seen in the history of the National Football League. He was extremely disruptive on the defensive front. He's a guy that could play all three downs for you. I think he checks a lot of boxes if you're a Hall of Fame voter and saying who should be in or who should not be in, especially the time that's gone by and the support he has to be in the Hall of Fame. The other two guys were your contemporaries. Mm-hmm. You, you were in the league when Devin Hester emerged and when Julius Peppers was out there wrecking people. What do you yes. think of those two guys? Um, automatic in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. True difference makers. Look, Devin Hester's. Uh, I mean, you can make a case, and I believe that he's the best punt returner in the history of the National Football League. Because we used to watch tape in the Bears, whether it was cross-check or preparing to play them, and he changed everything we did from a kicking perspective. Everything. And look, this is why Devin Hester was so good, because as a punt returner, what do you have to do first? You have to get 10 yards. Get a first down for well, the offense. secure the ball. Right, right. Catch the football and get a first down. That's one less first down the offense has to get. So he was excellent at getting up the field, almost like an outside zone runner, Dan, where you press outside mm-hmm. and then get vertical. And then once you get past 10 yards, now you become that creative player with the football in your hands. And he was fearless, fearless, but he was so good in the open field at setting up, to, setting up the coverage, finding open grass, and then exploding up the field. And that changed everything we had to do. We couldn't kick the ball to him. So we were willing to give up field position, kick it out of bounds, kick it short, just so he couldn't have the football in his hands. That's a difference maker. Julius Pepper is one of the best defensive players I've ever watched. 
And I remember games we played against him, whether, especially when he was down in Carolina. And you're watching him from the sidelines saying, this, I mean, this is ridiculous, the stuff he is doing off the edge, right? Impact player, disruptive, um, used his physical tools at the highest level. One of the best football players I've ever seen. He doesn't make sense. Like, when you look at Pep, and he's 6'7", and he's 300 pounds just lean. It, yes. it's, it's like if you try to create that player, Madden would be like, no, <laughs> you, can't, you can't create a player that, that's 6'7", is 300 pounds, and has 99 speed. That's, that's not fair to the offense that you're playing against. Yeah, I remember when we were coming off the field. This was in Carolina uh, when I was with Washington. I think it was 04, 03. We were coming off the field, and you know, we went by each other. I looked up at him. I said, I, 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 I'm very happy I do not play offense today. You know? <laughs> Such a, <laughs> because a I look, giant I, human being. I look like a, like a JV player next to him. That's what I look like. Yes. It's pretty crazy. Matt, enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks for the time and the breakdown, sir. All right, guys. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.